Podcast, and I am Steve Miggs, along with the Reverend in Fuego. Hello, and everyone's favorite over here, Glenn Cannon. <laughs> I'm up in you. That's right. Oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> I'm up in you, mother. Huh? Huh? <laughs> it's like this, this great chat up lines, you know. Where the guy walks up to a girl, a total stranger, just says. Hey, baby, we ain't going to let me get on them guts, you know? Like, oh, have you heard some of the I've things heard that, that people say? Yikes. Like, does that work I'm ever? Sure, I'm sure, like, just the numbers game. I mean, we've known a, uh, a comedian who would play the uh, numbers game by just grabbing a chick on the ass. Oh, and, gosh. Uh, and, uh, Did he end up in jail for assault at any point? No, no but he almost got assaulted. He almost got murdered by, I think, the, the Hells Angels. <laughs> that wouldn't have surprised oh, me. Wasn't that, that was uh, Jolene's birthday party. Yeah. If I think I'm talking about the same person, and, we yeah. were, and she had some Hells Angels buddies there. I didn't realize that. And I was his chaperone because he just got kicked out of the place where he performed comedy. Did you he, have his back, or did you oh, just throw him in the Angels? No. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you're go. on your own, dude. Look, man, he got he got popped out of the, the club that he was performing at because he decided to go into the manager's office and do some blow. And it was just like, jeez. <laughs> and so he's getting kicked out after his set, and I'm watching this, and I'm just like... And that was his ride. So I'm like, finally get him. And I'm like, dude, what the hell's going on? And he's like, I got kicked out. I thought, was a, I thought I was a safe space to do cocaine in his office. I'm like, did you run it by me? He goes, no. <laughs> but most places don't have a problem with that. I'm like, yeah, you might run those things by Probably somebody. Probably best to ask. So then we go meet up with Jolene because she was like, when in doubt, ask. Yeah. And I'm like, how do I get rid of this guy? But I can't. So I'm like, I, I feed him to the Hells Angels. So we go to Jolene's party. And then he's just like talking about how, you know what, a, 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 he had like a rubber balloon. He's like, this is what my D looks like after doing too much blow. And he's just showing how like floppy the rubber balloon was. I'm like, this is a great conversation. And then I think he touched Jolene's butt or something. And she's like, and Jolene was cool, not like cool with it. But, but she like, was just hey like, man, look, don't yeah. do that. And then one of, the, one of her friends who happened to be a Hell's Angel, who's there with his other Hell's Angel's friends. It's just like, do we need to handle this? And Jolene's like, no, it's fine. <laughs> no, and, no, well, no, 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 We're no, going no. to anyway. <laughs> and while, like, while, yeah, while, while they're saying, do we need to handle this? I'm like, well, this is the moment where the friendship ends because I am not involved in this situation. This is not a friend. Like, this is an acquaintance. I was just doing a solid by giving him a ride. There's no way in hell I have his back. Yeah. I have Jolene's back. Not in the way of the Hell's Angels going to hurt me because of it. But Yeah, right? Yeah. That was that night. See, man. And then I told him to go home. I was like, here, go home. Here's a couple bucks. Leave. Here, take an Uber Does or a cab. Does he still have a career or has he been yeah. beaten to death? Nah, I mean, his career isn't really blown up. Uh, He's still doing stuff. He still kicking still around, stuff. though. Yeah. I see his Facebook posts every once in a while. Good guy when sober. He's a great guy when sober. It's just, yeah, when uh, when the booze and the coke uh, get a flowing. Bad. Oh. But we have uh, something way more important to talk now about. Now with a two for six deal pick from the new crispy chicken tenders. Or the crispy chicken sandwich. No. Or the spicy crispy no. chicken. No. Or the flame grilled Whopper. There yes. you go. We're talking Whoppers, everybody. Whopper chat, everybody. Just trying to find a Whopper commercial that's under a minute. Big <laughs> play. I was like, what in the hell is he doing? Like, I knew where he was going with it, but I was I like, had no what's idea. What's with all the like, chicken lead in, is man? Is the McRib is back? What Dude, the hell are the, you doing? That was the only thing that showed up that was 30 seconds or less. So I'm like, oh, Whopper commercial. You would think it would be easy to find a Whopper commercial on YouTube, but you everything's so. Whopper reviews. And they're like seven minutes long. Here's your Whopper review. It's the best freaking burger in the fast food industry. It legitimately is. I love the Whopper so much. So, I don't get it that often, so I think that's why. I kind of keep it a treat. And Rev mentioned right before we started the podcast, he's like, I've been staying away from getting a Whopper. I'm like, get the Whopper. I've been wanting one for literal a weeks. Week? 
like like probably at least a week and a half, two weeks. I'm mm-hmm. like, I, and every day it's like I'm gonna get a Whopper, and then something derails me from doing that. Like I was like, I was dead set on getting one yesterday, and I deal with some plumbing issues, and it was like the weekend I was gonna go do that, but then uh, the wife sh- said she wanted a frosty, and I'm not a person who's necessarily gonna bounce from one place to another. So I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll get a baconator. I'm fine with that, but I haven't been able to get. There's a that Burger Holy King Grail. on Fourth and Horton, man. On your way out of town, Fourth and Horton. Fourth and Horton, or yeah, down by Studio Seven, man. Oh, Since, oh yeah. There's an yeah, Amber yeah, yeah. King right there. I mean, most of them are gone. I think there's a little paper crown. I've, I've got, got one. In the rain I've got one pretty close to my home. Gone. Yeah, yeah. I've yeah. got one for you. Since uh, I five is shut down on your way home, mm-hmm. from what we heard today is what Tuesday, and I five South is shut down by yeah. Tacoma. Yeah, you're taking one six seven, right? I'm probably doing so. Yes. So get on one six seven. First exit off of one six seven is the IKEA exit. You get uh-huh. off straight shot. One, you have one light, and the next thing you know, you on know the right what? side, there's that Burger King. Not that I've ever been there <laughs> in the say, last 24 Steve hours. knows where all they are? He's not even supposed to be eating this stuff. Oh, that's oh, the he, one weakness, man, is the Whopper. And you know what? There's actually, Luckily, they close at 10, so sometimes when I'm done with wrestling and I really want that Whopper, no dice. it's closed already. Otherwise, I'd be having a Whopper three times a week. And if you go all the way down 167, down Meridian to River Road, I know there's one right on River Road right off of that, right by the Fred Meyer, Boom. too. Maybe you got your Whopper one. options today. So see, you know. Whopper options. <laughs> Maybe that traffic situation by Tacoma sucks. Like a slight blessing in disguise yes. there. Now the big question is, Glenn posed the question before we started the podcast. Well, that was the immediate thing when Whoppers came up. It was like, do you leave the onions on or do you Absolutely. make sure they take them off? Yeah, Absolutely so you leave the not. onions on. Yeah. No. yeah, onions. I make sure I get a Whopper onions. with cheese and I usually have no changes. Maybe extra pickles. But Jeez. beyond that, now I love it. I, I just go Whopper, no onions, and sometimes I'll say, do you want cheese with that? I'm like, no, I'm watching my figure. I don't need cheese. <laughs> I'll get myself usually, a nice you know, diet If soda. you're getting a yep. Whopper, go ahead and put the cheese on there, because you're basically, it's a heart attack on a bun. Yeah. yeah. Um, the best. But it doesn't need cheese. We also brought up whether you do the single or double Whopper. I haven't gone um, with the double, man. But I always take those onions off, because, man, there's something about Burger King onions. Yes. You're going to taste them three days later. You could brush your teeth with gasoline. You're right. And you cannot get rid of the flavor of those onions. See, that's weird because the only time I ever get, and I'll, you'll get the Whopper burps, and then you'll be like that. You're like, I've never like, had a Whopper burp. You've never oh. had a Whorp? No. <laughs> <laughs> or a Bopper? Whorp speed, Reverend. Uh, and I'll just get that, I'll get that, that flame broiled aftertaste, mm. which I'm more than okay with. That's I like that. the best aftertaste. It really is. I could lick that burger and be satisfied. Yikes. I tell you, I, I made a terrible, terrible, terrible miscalculation at one point. I pulled through Burger King. I thought, this is all garbage. I don't even want to stop here. But it was like a band trip. And it was like, oh, hell, well, let's hit the Burger King. So I'm like, man, I really don't want to eat this today. Like, God, yeah. I would give it anything for <laughs> something else. Right. Been there. So I was looking. I was like, they got veggie burgers. Huh. Uh-oh. All right, man. So two veggie burgers and a big old water, please. And they laughed. And they're like, okay. You know. <laughs> like, this guy trying veggie to eat burger. healthy now, at the fast food place. The, I'm sure there was a veggie <laughs> burger patty on that bun. Mm. At one point? I, I think. <laughs> but it's like, because they knew it wasn't made out of dead kangaroo or whatever the Whopper is made of with those painted on grill stripes, um, <laughs> they slathered it with so much Ketchup and mustard and mayo. You needed a goddamn drop cloth to eat this thing. What? Oh, it's a Carl's it, Jr. burger. It was such a yeah. sloppy <laughs> mess that I got done with the first one because they're they're small too. Mm-hmm. And I got done with the first one. And I was like, 
Dude, and like, I forget who was riding shotgun, but literally, I think it might have been Tony, was grabbing napkins and, and like toweling off my hand. The first oh, row, no. first couple it was rows, off, and I need was like, their uh, protective gear. Dude, yeah, it was like being at a Guar concert. Yeah. Yeah. And it this was, is before the days where they now sometimes they do that wrap around half of the burger. So you have the, the, the plastic wrap or the yeah. paper wrap. So that way it keeps the ketchup and all the condiments from spilling on your lap. But what do you no do once pe- you've eaten up to the edge of the paper if you're driving? Oh, you just eat the paper, too. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. You're right. I get your fiber. Every time I get that, I'm like, you know, this is cute. But I'm going to have to unwrap this and eat it anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just give me something I could eat. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, as long as we're having this conversation, too. Dear Starbucks. <laughs> Your food does not have to be hotter than the surface Bro. of the sun. Are you insane? I Are swear. Are you crazy? They, they nuke that. They, and I know they have those, like, those big industrial ovens. Tone it down, man. Hey, knock off like 30 <laughs> seconds on that bitch. Because you're right. I'll get the damn slow-carved ham and Swiss. That's my jam. Ooh, or oh, the, it's or really good. It's good, yeah. Right. The carved ham and Swiss. Oh, it's it so good. It is off good. the chain. It's next level. Wait 15 to 20 minutes before you put it even near your hand. I'll get it in Puyallup. I have to wait till I get to Federal Way before I could even dis- think <laughs> about putting my hand in that. Da- and then the cheese melts onto the pl- paper. And oh, it's just like, I'm like with you. Dude, yeah. dude the, we need to declare war on Starbucks. The souvet. <laughs> Egg bite howl. Uh huh. What the hell did you just say? The, or maybe you say souved, but I to don't me, know. the D is soft. Uh, the D is soft. I've been drinking too much Coke um, that has that effect the, on you. So the egg white and red pepper souvet egg bite is delicious, mm-hmm. but I have a thing I call the egg bite howl. Because you grab that little bastard and it's hot, and you're like, I don't know, is it too hot? You I don't put think it in it's your too mouth. hot. And you go ahead and you take a bite of it, and you go, Yep. <laughs> That's like with me and like deep fried mushrooms. For somehow, like those things will oh, always be like nuclear. Yeah. And you put yeah. it in your mouth and you're just sitting there. <sighs> or, or pizza pockets or, or those pizza yes, bites. Yes. Those pizza bites, man, they just explode nothing but just pure nuclear heat. I mean, in your mouth. is no one t- telling Starbucks? Is, is People are like, well, I got my coffee. It's like no one complaining. I mean, I think everyone complains about Starbucks, but it's usually something about like their Christmas cups or their they're out of their frappuccino stuff. But I, I think like the food items are like pretty low on the list well, of the uh, annoyances. Is, why did you buy me, it to warm up the passenger seat of my car? <laughs> I bought it because I'm hungry. Well, that's the problem is that I I won't be able to complain because I'm already on the uh, on the freeway or I'm already gone from the, the, the Starbucks. I yeah. never eat that food in the Starbucks. I mean, like if to you complain were, about it, if you're involved <laughs> in an accident, yeah. And your car was rolled up, a hunk twisted metal around you. Mm-hmm. You'd be okay because you could reach over and get your spinach feta wrap and melt <laughs> through the steel <laughs> and escape. Dude, I can agree with saying. you more. I could not agree. And uh, to go back to the whoppers with the onions, I also, if I forget, I almost want to just throw away the whopper and go back and get a new one. Well, get if you take them off, here. your fingers smell like that. Your for three finger days. smells like a nasty ass onion for weeks. Yeah, and you said it too. It's not like a good onion. It's like some kind of a worst, dude. It's like a you know onion haters in this house. Uh, well, no, no, no. no Burger I like King onions. onion haters. Caramelized onions are wonderful, and I oh, like a raw so onion. Good. But there's something about those BK onions. They're like Chernobyl onions. Yes, yeah. Yep. <laughs> like those onions were fighting crime before they were rendered for my. Burger. Yep, that's why every time I'm like, I would like a Whopper meal with no onions, Diet Coke. See, I don't even like. No, I don't care about the cheese. I don't even bother with the meal. It'll be like two Whoppers because they, for oh, a while they're doing the deals. That's a good call. I should yeah. just give up on the fries and just go straight with two Whoppers. Do you really get a Diet Coke? I like the I taste do. of Diet Coke better. It's okay, not, you like the taste yeah, of Diet Coke. Originally done because my wife was all about, let's not eat, drink so much soda, the calories. And I was like, all right, fine. At first, I was like, eh. 
I miss regular Coke. And then I, after drinking Diet Coke, it's almost like Stockholm like Syndrome. A, I grew to love it. Because mm-hmm. I see people like, yes, yeah. I'd like a chocolate cake with a side of bacon and a Diet Coke. Oh, and yeah. I'm like, mm-hmm. what in the hell because are Because they're you getting doing? all their calories with everything else. They don't want to give themselves empty calories. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Diet Coke with the, diet, I don't with the care. regular Coke. The empty calories are the best calories. <laughs> yeah, honestly, Everyone at this point, it has that. nothing to do with caloric. It's just all taste. I just like the taste of Diet Coke. Okay. I, I love the taste which of Diet Coke. Which is why for me, you should I hate Diet Pepsi. Oh, oh, I do not like Diet Pepsi. Ooh. Regular Pepsi, I think, is delicious. Do you guys remember Pepsi Free? so weird. No, I remember Crystal Pepsi. You, I don't remember Pepsi Free. You can't find it anymore, but I liked it because if you were eating late at night, which sadly I have to do a lot of times, mm-hmm. excuse me, you could get, <laughs> you could get Pepsi Free, and it was Pepsi, and it tasted just like Pepsi, and it was great, and it was caffeine free. It was decaf Pepsi. Uh, decaf, decaf like. It was rad because you could have a, pizza, a, a glass of Pepsi. Yeah, but I was pizza. told it was a country pizza. Oh, it's uh, so, you know to write songs? Oh, no, I just said I want to No, so you're pizza. getting it for Kobe Teeth. Yeah. Kobe Teeth. <laughs> Kobe Teeth is coming. <laughs> He's got that song. You know? Do you notice it's the same three attractive girls that work here? No matter, how are they still in incredible shape? The three of them. Destroying that pizza? Anytime there's food, we could have six boxes of donuts. We could have ice cream in the morning. I don't even know how they, I think they just have an incredible smell. We don't even put out an email that says, hey, donuts, hey, ice cream. Oh, wait, wait. How come every time the three hot chicks are bent over the counter, Thrill walks into the kitchen? Uh, he has incredible <laughs> smell. What's the story with that? But dude, it's the same three girls. Yeah, he's trying to be all nonchalant. I just needed a paper towel. Look yeah. at him go, man. Look at him go. Even though there's a roll of paper towels in our office. Yeah, oh, yeah that, that These blonde same is three... actually really attractive. Oh, and the brunette, too. Yeah, she, yeah. yeah, like the yeah, yeah. I know, dude. When you put your hair up like that. But all I, all, every time we have I food. It. If I put my hair up like that. Would it, <laughs> every don't, don't, Glenn, don't put your hair up like that. I'm just going to have to look at you different then. <laughs> and what, I mean, maybe, they, maybe they just have, like, they're on a treadmill for the rest of the day. Because, I mean, it's, yeah. it's insane. They're, they, they're incredible shape. Maybe they got and those all little. all they do is eat donuts and pizza. Maybe there they got those little those balls like that. that you sit on. The, the, oh, the exercise yeah, yeah. balls. The oh, maybe that's how they yeah. do that. Yeah. Because like, I, you could say the same about me. The same thing. Like so We always see Steve. He's always around the food. But it shows. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, these girls are incredible. Be a metabolism. Like yeah. They were blessed with good metabolism. Yeah, you're probably right. Because there are other girls that walk by like a lettuce leaf and put on two pounds. Yeah, right. You know, and they probably hate those girls. Right. And those girls are sitting there like, oh, I want Krispy Kreme and I ate the whole dozen. <laughs> How do they even know there's food all the time? They must have like an inside spy or like maybe a little maybe. A spy cam. There's probably a spy cam and an alarm goes off and they're like, man, I hope there's not a spy cam in the kitchen, man. You yeah. catch me picking bugs or something waiting for my coffee. I mean, hey, how's it going? <laughs> Do you gain weight when you pick a booger? <laughs> no, I don't eat it. You can just pick a bug without eating it. It's a great it. source of protein, dude. <laughs> I'm like sure dog. it is. They're just grabbing pizza and going back to their office. They're yeah, even... they're straight jacking it. Oh, this is bull crap. Ah. They are eating the food and not even sticking around you for see, the man, country artist. And they're I'm... all just bread. Look, they, walk, they looked at us as they walked by while eating their slice of pizza. So, like, I, I, out there, I literally was hungry, but you those pizzas are not for me. Well, they are now. And the dude walked up, and I went, ooh, forbidden pizza. And he laughed. He said, ah, they're country pizza. And I went, ah, dude, it's not for me. And we kind of <laughs> laughed, and we had a bit of an exchange. Yeah. But the three hot chicks, who's going to walk up there and say, hey? <laughs> I should See, go. there wasn't even an email that said pizza oh, Steve, in the kitchen. Oh, Steve, you should follow them around the corner and say, hey. Hey, those are hey, not for you. Those those aren't for sale. Imagine Excuse if I, me. Imagine pizza if I, Patrol. Take the slices back. What if I walked up <laughs> to their desk? Take them back. Grab and their mouths. And I just, take them back. What if I did walk up to their desk and grab their pizzas? These are not for you. 
You should do that. Oh, that would be hilarious. Yeah, they're gonna ask, they're gonna like they're gonna give you they're gonna come back with a third degree. Well, who are they for? Steve. Make like, Castle do it. And I'll be like, I don't know. I don't know anyone's names here anymore. I'm married. I'm not getting your pants anyway. Give that pizza back. Right. Give me that pizza. Show my ring finger. Like it doesn't work on me, lady. It's it like when, doesn't work. It's on like me. when a dog eats chocolate. You're just prying the mouth of get back over here. That's right. Get that pizza you back. Not eat that pizza, beautiful woman. <laughs> Just take it, lick it, and put it back on her plate. That wasn't for you. Yeah. And now it's for no one except yeah. for me. I'd eat it, but my wife won't let me. <laughs> but you're not going to either. But you're not going to eat it either. I'm going to go and get a Whopper without her knowing. Yeah. Suck it. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, so uh, before I'm, uh, this might be a short right. episode. We got to go. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but I had a long meeting. But, uh, it was a really cool meeting, and maybe hopefully at some point I'll be able to share the story about why we had the meeting. But it was a, it was very cool, and I think it's something that's going to be pretty awesome that'll happen on BJ and Migs in the near future. Uh, but I do want to talk before we get to emails, voicemails, because we do have a bunch of those. I want to talk about the show that we just had uh, on yeah. Thursday over yeah, at Highway 99 Blues Club. I see you rocking this very, very cool hoodie. Uh, it's a very PBR-inspired hoodie as well. And it, instead of saying Pat's Blue oh, Ribbon, wow, okay. it says Joel Eggert. Cool. And of course, I just we, figured it was a PBR yeah, hoodie. I got the, the show poster on the back, Rev. The, cool. The show was in honor of Joel, who, uh, if you've listened to our episodes in the past, who unfortunately passed away due to a motorcycle accident, and because of that, it be, uh, his friends created a motorcycle club called the West Seattle Wrecking Crew, and also that's the reason why we had the show. It was to, to raise money for organ donors and, and and all that good stuff. And the person whose heart, who has Joel's heart now, came from Alaska. Yeah, which Damn. I thought was it was so powerful and so cool to meet. Uh, all of it was just incredible. I, I have many things. I definitely want to get your view because obviously it was a very special night. Uh, for our dude, Glenn Cannon. Uh, first off, congratulations and, and, and props to you. Uh, he was awarded a patch with the West Seattle Wrecking Crew at the show. Glenn. Yeah, I got cool. a... So all those guys, we all have the Wrecking Crew uh, logo across the back of our jackets or vests or whatever, but um, all the riders have that the skull, skull crossbow. Cool. And if you look at the cracks in the skull, the cracks spell out WSWC. Oh, neat. And, right. Um, so cool. me and my buddy Kelly, uh, they gave us both our riders. And it was so, dude, so this is just on stage, which typical is typical cool. me being in a weird situation. I shouldn't be I, like, so I'm trying to tear down all the drums so I could get out of there. All the dudes from the West Seattle Wrecking Crew are up there <laughs> and they're having this very powerful moment. And taking pictures, and then Glenn's being aware of the patch. And I'm like, this is awesome. And I'm like trying to duck so that the top of my I didn't even know head, you were up there. That's because I was ducking. I, uh, in my head, I'm like, I don't want to be in these pictures because I'm not in the West Seattle Wrecking Crew. And I felt that would be disrespectful be, to that moment. All those photos, you just see Steve in the background scowling because he's trying to get his drums <laughs> on stage. Just scowling. Oh, it'd be great if I was photoshopped, like photobombing, like smiling. Holes. Yeah. Rabbit ears over the guys. Like, ah, suckers. But you know, it was just like, this is a special moment for these guys. I had no idea you were even up oh, there, I was, bro. I was being very, very aware of that. So I was like trying to duck and then like- uh, That yeah. gang of guys would have just grabbed you and hugged you had yeah. they spotted you. You would have been squeezed. And that leads me to <laughs> ob- one of my many observations from that night because it was such a great night. It was so much fun. And shout out to everybody who showed up. I don't ride a Harley or a motorcycle, but if I did, I'd be probably just bugging the living crap out of Glenn to be like, how do what I do to be hang out with you guys? Because everybody in that crew- are some of the nicest, oh, most cool. down to earth. Yeah. Like I get why Glenn is so connected with these dudes, and I also get why these dudes are so connected to you, if that makes sense. Sure. 
very salt of the earth. Um, uh, Emerald is my dude. The, oh, Brian. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. Brian's awesome. Okay, yeah. I, yeah, I always dude. see it because it says on his name on Facebook. Yeah, Emerald yeah Simmons, Brian. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's an awesome, awesome human being. Yeah, dude. That guy is like my my spirit animal of a human <laughs> being. I love that guy. Every time I see him, I have a big smile on my face. And I also feel cool standing next to him because he's just like, he gives me this Billy Bob Thornton vibe. You yeah, know what dude. I mean? Oh, oh he's cool. a riot, dude. He's just, he's a good... Deadpan but, humor. Yeah. Love him. Funny as hell, but, you know, and he's one of those, I think I, I've known him at least 15 years more. Yeah. Maybe more, man, you know, because he, and he still works security. He's generally down at Showbox oh, he's and stuff a like total that. total badass. It's hard guy. to catch him yep. at night, you know what I mean? Yeah. But he's a sweet dude. He's funny as hell. And, no, I love that yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, it was even like during you our know. set while Bruiser Brody's playing, you know, sometimes in bands, like, just check it out, see if any hot chicks you could kind of make like googly eyes to. <laughs> Not me. I'm making googly eyes at Brian. I'm like, yeah, it's here. <laughs> yeah. Which leads me to another question. Oh. And I'm pretty sure it wasn't him. But then I had some people say that they think it was. Was that Vince Neil at the show? Or a guy who looks a lot like Vince Neil? No, 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 no. That, I know who you mean, and that's not Vince Neil. Because Vince Neil is, was in town around that time. And that dude does look a lot like Vince Neil. That's Somebody, not Vince Okay, Neil. I thought it wasn't. But then I saw a couple of people post on Facebook. And granted, those people probably were Did they really? That's yes. A- <laughs> oh, no. Granted, those people had a few drinks, and I was sober. But my, but man, I was positive it wasn't Vince Neil. But the guy looked a lot like Vince Neil. He does, and got, and I had a great conversation with him. But then I'm like, my head, I'm starting to second guess, and I'm like, did I just have a bro down moment with Vince Neil and not realize that it was Vince Neil? Vince would never be that friendly. He would never no. bring you whiskey. You know no. what I mean? Vince is a dick. We've experienced <laughs> that before with the new original show. What? Oh, when New Originals opened for Vince Neil at the casino? Oh, yeah. they ran us out of the back. He would not, uh, maybe not him. Vince is crossing through this area, and I'm uh, like, it was either okay, him or I'm his not people. Stop him. overzealous people. You never know if you have. Uh, yeah, but we've experienced other. <laughs> After that men's room interview, I don't know, dude. He I sounds the, like a demon. And I've interviewed him before where, remember, we asked, I asked him a question. Is hole well, he's weird because I asked him a question about something that he wrote in his book. Oh, gosh. And yeah. I said, and hey, remember when that blah, blah, blah? He goes, that never happened. I'm like, well, I read it in your book. He's like, no, that wasn't in the book. And I actually took a picture of the book the, 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 <laughs> and, and shared it on social media because I'm like, oh, page 169 was exactly what <laughs> I said. 69. I know, right? I, I, it probably wasn't that. But okay, so that, that answers that question. That was another moment during the show that I thought was pretty funny. But if funny. there's so many people thinking that it was him. I don't want to spoil it for those guys. Right, no? exactly. But at the same point, I was like, I wonder how hammered he got just by people thinking that they were getting drinks with Vince sober. Neil. No, oh. he's, he's pretty straight, man. Yeah. Wow. I hung out with him all weekend at, right uh, on then, at man. the All-Star Porton Jam shows down there. <laughs> that at, dude was cool uh, as hell. Yeah, yeah, he's rad. Yeah, that's why I was so like, I was like, wow, Vince is a lot nicer now. <laughs> Vince just rocked out the Bruiser Brody. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I need to stop paying attention to what drunk people write on Facebook. Because people are really Vince Neil's here. I saw someone go, you got to let that roll. Yeah. Just don't correct him. Oh, I had not heard about that. Oh, dude, it was, I was reading it the next day. I was reading someone review like, Bruiser Brody was amazing. And just to point out how amazing they were, I was standing next to Vince Neil, who was totally loving them, too. And I'm like, wait, <laughs> no. leave that. Let it be. Let, let, it, let it be. Let it <laughs> let be. Let that S be. It's like the time we were in Nashville. Don't correct the retards. Let it be. It's <laughs> like the time in Nashville. So there was a group yes. of drunk women that thought I was Daughtry. And so one of, it was at a radio convention. Oh, and one Did of you the get dude, your bag tickled or anything? No, I'm married. Or I would sit at the time. I was eating a Whopper at the time. Right. And, <laughs> but these radio guys, when they, I guess these girls came up to them and like, is that Daughtry? Are you guys hanging out with Daughtry? And like a good person. Cass was like, oh, yeah. It was, it was I think ACTJ, <laughs> one of these guys from yeah. another radio market. Uh-huh, totally. And they were just like, 
uh, oh, yeah, yeah, that's Daughtry. And then he comes over and goes, hey, man, I, these girls want to get pictures with you. I'm like, why? And like, just go with it, man. They think you're Daughtry. I'm like, well, well, no, come on. This is, and then they drag you over. At least they gave you the setup. That's right. Rad, so you can play along. And mind you, like, not that I'm saying I'm in great shape now, but this was when I was definitely not in as decent of a shape as I'm in now. I think so you I was thought bigger. you were in the Afterglow chapter no, of they your were, career. They were blasted drunk. So I think their their drunkenness airbrushed me into being handsome Chris Daughtry. <laughs> I really hope that they wake up the next morning wanted, yeah. and just be God, like, Daughtry I totally like saw S. Yeah. I totally <laughs> saw and hung out and got a picture with Daughtry. Look, and they're like, that's not Daughtry. It's like, maybe it was just a bad angle. I would love <laughs> if they posted that on like Facebook or MySpace, whatever it was popular at the time. With the Chris Daughtry. I would love to be there the next day when it finally dawned on them that they were not anywhere near Chris Daughtry and that they were just hanging out with some some dopey looking radio guy that was bald. It's like the, you, Facebook does that recognition thing where it yeah. auto tags yeah. and it's like it keeps calling Daughtry Migs. Who's this? Migs. Migs. Yes. Migs it must be his management team or something. <laughs> Uh, some other highlights. Uh, one of my favorite moments was when we were performing and we did everyone, Everyone's Dead. And a bunch of the dudes from the West Seattle Wrecking Crew started pulling out lighters, which was amazing. Because it's when do you see lighters at a concert? I know. Anymore? Usually, you all, all my friends phone. carry fire. <laughs> yeah, all, all Zippos, too. Those lighters held. And, but, dude, I, had, I, I actually got a little watery eyed while playing because I know what it meant. To them, mm-hmm. and I, look, I never met Joel. I'm not going to act like as if I was his buddy or knew him or anything. I'm positive we were at the same shows because I know we. I've been to some window Guaranteed. paint shows where he was there as well. Uh, but to be able to be around the energy of all of you guys paying tribute to such a, an incredible man that I can v- get that vibe that he was. And I believe you, especially because you're a great gauge of people. I mean, you hang out with me. So clearly, you know. I always want to meet Chris Daughtry. <laughs> 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 so it was cool, man. That, was a, that, that to me was my favorite moment of the entire night was when the lighters came out while we were performing. It took a whole new meaning of the song and a whole new meaning of that moment uh, for me. Yeah. I, I had given um, my bro Alex that, that rides with us um, I'd given him a copy of the CD before we even had actual copies. So yep. somehow we got talking about it. I'm like, dude, I've got the masters. Mm-hmm. I'll get you the master. And he's been jamming out to it forever. And his favorite song is Everyone's Dead. Yeah. And it was funny. Um, we uh, Phil Kennedy, who put the whole thing on, and yep. Parker from Queensryche and I came up, and our bro Freddie, um, we came up, and Ed Maloney, of yep. course, from Highway 99, came up Sunday night and did Loud and Local. Yep. And Phil started telling the story about, because, you know, they were spinning Bruiser Brody. And yep. Phil comes on the air and is like, uh, yeah, you know, Glenn gave Alex a copy of this disc. And, you know, the other night we were hanging out partying until like, you know, oh, dark 30. And Alex must have played every, Everyone's Dead like <laughs> 40 times. And he knows all the words and he's like grabbing me and singing. The, so cool. Singing the chorus at me and stuff. And so... And Phil was like, I, if I ever hear that song again, my head's going to explode and all this stuff. And he said oh, it. Next. He said it on the air. <laughs> so during the show, you know, um, I'm like, uh, <laughs> I'm like, you know, really special night, blah, blah, blah. I really want to thank my bro, Phil Kennedy, who put so much hard work into putting all this together. And Travis, uh, Bruiser Brody singer Travis Brott, cuts me off. He's like, 
Yeah, Phil, thanks for going on the radio <laughs> and saying if you ever hear anyone's dead, he just ripped Phil's head off <laughs> for like 10 minutes from stage. Like, Shut the F up, Phil. What the hell's wrong with you? Our record's not even out yet. You're on the radio saying you're sick of it. Like, I never got to make, I was going to make this really nice speech about all my brothers and how hard they worked. Right. Travis, Travis is just like, ah. yeah, Travis just dropped the hammer on and him, does man. it in front of Vince Neil from Mom. <laughs> that was the worst part. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, that that was really funny, actually. Um, you know, uh, yeah, there was there. Our, our set was half rock and roll show, half comedy routine. It was. Um, it was very loose, Rev. We were. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, dude. Well, we were having a. Re- I would call it a celebration. We were having yeah. a really good time. Oh, yeah. And I think that's one of those things about Bruiser While also hazing Jeff, our bassist, in the process. Well, and it's I thought fair. I heard something yeah. about that. There was an actual... <laughs> and it's fair. It's fair. Well, okay, so here's the thing. So I, I was at the podcast party on Saturday, and, and there, was, there was a couple people who, who, who were at the show right. who were mentioning just how much crap you guys were giving, were giving Jeff. Uh-huh. Like... Like, which, which, which was fair. Okay. So See, every Bruiser Brody show... <laughs> explain ever, your yes, work, sir. Like, like let me explain. <laughs> this every, is very funny. Every Brody show ever. 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 And he means ever. Jeff has either gotten lost during a song or unplugged his instrument. I've heard about the unplugging. Or unplugged his pedal board. And yeah. I mean, White River Amphitheater. Unplugged his pedal board. I mean... <laughs> no, getting lost show. doesn't happen all the time. But every show he, he has unplugged, unplugged his bass somehow. <laughs> and it's He's weird. He's got the thrill disease because thrill know, does that too. It's a bassist thing. But I went, oh, you know, you can get on the hard. internet and you can find footage of Jeff jamming with the guys in Buckcherry, jamming with Duff McKagan of Guns N' Roses, jamming with Fozzie. And it's the weirdest thing. He never unplugs his stuff. <laughs> and, oh, he never makes a mistake. Oh, he, he goes and he plays with all these really talented local artists. He also, and every one of those shows I've, I've watched. He doesn't mess up, and, and he never unplugs his stuff. To give you an example, <laughs> the Sir, band that played before us was the, the, Siren, the, the Sister. Siren Sister. First uh-huh. time they played in years, which was awesome. I haven't seen Zach, who used to be in Vendetta Red as well, in years. So it's kind of a cool moment for him and I to connect again. It was like a high school reunion and to reminisce about our old days of playing shows together. Tell me about Siren Sister set, Steve. <laughs> Jeff, our bassist also, was uh, perfection. Perfection. Nothing bad happened. They were killer. It was... It was perfection. And so I'm watching this and I'm like, oh, now it's now it's guaranteed the yeah, bass is going to get saving, unplugged. Yeah, there he's was, saving it now. It's, it's somehow, like a, the Bruiser Brody curse when, when Jeff plays bass. Somehow between Bruiser, Siren Sister and Bruiser Brody, Jeff managed to become so deeply, he was so under the alkafluence of alcohol. <laughs> I looked into his eyes, it was like looking into a cow's eyes. There was just nothing in there, man. No, at one point he looks and he goes, make sure you just play slow because I'm not sure where we're going right now. I'm like, I don't even know what that means. Dude. Well, no, JT found, so, Tavis, our bro Tavis LeMay. Yeah, yeah. He made up a betting grid. Like, and so it was a grid and down like the squares. Yeah. Like you do at the Super Bowl. Okay, yeah. Down the left hand side he had all the parts of a song. So he had like intro, verse, chorus one, verse two, chorus two, <laughs> bridge, guitar solo, <laughs> chorus four. Whatever Just for Jeff. And then across the top he had all the song titles. And by initialing in various cubes, you could bet yeah. at what part of what song <laughs> Jeff would mess up, get lost, or unplug his own instrument. And, so, and we all band, put five bucks for squares. The whole band was in on this. Yes. <laughs> you know, and uh, actually, 
Jake, we did this during soundcheck because Jeff wasn't able to make soundcheck. He didn't make soundcheck. <laughs> Look, we're, we're goofing on him. We knew ahead of time. because no, he's rehearsing with Kerry Acri, who I'm sure he played perfectly for. <laughs> he's in a million bands. <laughs> we're the band where he gets to let I bet he didn't mess up with Kerry. Yeah. I'm a goodness fan too, bro. I yeah. guarantee it. I'm sure it was perfect. It's so awesome. <laughs> I love everything about so, this. Mid, mid, so JT found film footage, first song. Whoa. He found film footage of me holding up the neck of my instrument and gesturing to Jeff, no, it's this chord. <laughs> In the first song. Okay? Oh, well, it wasn't unplugged at least. Plus, Jeff was hammered. Then at one point, Travis actually shared with the audience the entire betting grid. He was like, yeah, yeah. we did this. That's and Jeff's like, I, they have free drinks here. And I'm like, yeah, my drinks are free too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then My Diet Cokes were free. It got even worse because Travis... I think it was unintentional because he was stomping around quite a bit. I mean, Travis was putting on a one hell of a show. Yeah. But Travis had bet at several different points in time that Jeff would come unplugged. And mysteriously, mm. Travis would like fall to his knees and sing and Jeff's bass would get unplugged. Yeah. I think Travis was purposely <laughs> doing it. I, th- I truly think that Travis was trying to win the game. Oh, dude. That, <laughs> and that was more important than actually putting on a good show. I think we covered the Cures pictures right. of you. Oh, which, really? Oh, which we did a beautiful job oh, of. Oh, fun. I can find a clip and of it. And I really, yeah. like, that song, uh, Travis and I even talked about it, it has different gears. And you, you see, so you kind mm-hmm. of, okay, this is first mm-hmm. gear, second gear, third gear, verse one, then you do this, then verse two, then, and so... To really nail this thing, and we, we do it album correct. We do the seven-minute, 30-second version. Oh, geez. Um, I really, I spent about two hours the day before our first rehearsal getting this thing programmed into my head. Mm-hmm. And then the day of the show, I even went through and, and built a bit of a chorus patch into one of my pedals so it would sound even more album correct and worked it again for about an hour to get this structure memorized. So without sounding like an a-hole, if you have any sense at all, listen to me. When I tell you what the hell is going on, because of anyone in this band, maybe Travis spent a lot of time memorizing the lyrics, but I've got three, four hours invested in playing this thing over and over. What? How many times does seven go into 60? Yeah. What's the math on that? I'm uh, terrible at math. Yeah. I've played that song 35, 40 times. I mean, to, to, to yeah, get I it, the math quest. To get it right. Okay? <laughs> I, I, I listened to it twice and realized that he does the same drum beat for the entire song. Yes, he so off that the was hook. the one you're talking about. You're like, oh, this is great. Oh, dude, I, all the different textures and layers, and they do this here, and they do that there. I mean, I really dug into it. And I changed the drum beat because I didn't want to do that drum beat. So, I <laughs> drum beat. so we're on stage. We're in the intro. We're in the intro. Gear one, and okay, now I'm into gear two, and I'm doing the higher, basically it's an Mm -hmm. echo of the entire first phrase, which he plays twice, and now he plays this next phrase twice, and a higher spot, then he does this one big chimey thing once, and then we're into verse one. And that's where I was, and I looked at Jeff to let him know, this is the, because the bass line changes under the big chimey part, which I call third gear. And I looked at Jeff, he goes, not yet. And I looked at him like, it's, mm, dude, and he's like, not yet. Not, not yet. I'm not ready. And I'm like, dude. And Travis is I'm on the ready. mic looking over his shoulder at me like, why have you not taken control of the bus? Glenn. <laughs> you need to drive yeah, this bus. Yeah, I need you to be my Sandra Bullock, bro. The bus driver has been shot. You're supposed to hop behind the bus and keep it above 88 miles an hour. This is fantastic. What are you, Glenn? And I'm looking back at this Jeff. This is why I love being in Bruce And Jeff is going, God, right? not yet. It was, yeah, not, yeah. it was yet five minutes ago, Jeff. And he gives me this nod, the kind of nod like a kindergarten teacher would give you for not eating the paste. He gave me this nod like, now. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, 
You a-hole. <laughs> so I think our version of the song that we played was about 10 minutes long. And the reason that happened is I kept turning to Jeff and saying, it's time for the next part. And Travis is looking over his shoulder back at us like, why aren't we changing? Yeah. And I'm looking at Jeff and Jeff's going, nah, yeah. This is the song. Nah, yeah. It's not, it's not, it's not, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Here's a little taste of it. Not that part, but just to give you an idea. I love you, Jeff. Oh, yeah. Killed it. Oh, it was so I mean, good, man. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm just right giving there, Jeff a like, bunch of grief, but, uh, you know. I, now I just want to go home I, and listen to a bunch of a, I yeah. love yeah. Jeff Rouse. I'm, I'm only giving him grief. I love the guy. Oh, gosh. He's yeah. mega oh, yeah. talented. Truly one of my favorite people. He has a lot to do with, especially uh, some of these songs. What Jeff does is what made the songs as good as they were. Absolutely. So, you know, I'm, I'm ribbing my friend. Officially, <laughs> I want to be very clear about that. I'm ribbing right. a person that I love and respect. Um, and so, even though uh, our, version, our version ran yeah. very long, but I really really thought so, we uh, just destroyed so, it. Oh, gosh, yeah, the beautiful. crowd loved it. So who won the pool? JT. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. In I mean, there's a debate over that as well. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. In my estimation... It, there were so many incidents that right. it's impossible we to never determined document. It. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like saying, hey, man, I'll make you a wager that these seven people are going to die in Hiroshima. Mm-hmm. And it's like, dude, the whole city was vaporized. You know, so yeah, who, but those people did. Yeah. No matter who wins, everyone loses. <laughs> yes. That's a very good point. The band, everyone there. We all lo- No, it was a blast. We had a lot. We were hugging it out and having fun. Yeah, yeah, like, I think he said that he loved us and hated us at the same yeah, time. Yeah, he, he swore vengeance. He swore he like, was going to get his revenge. By the end of the set, he's looking at me and he's just playing. And I'm looking at him and I think, oh, we're locking in. And he just looks and goes, I hate you. And I'm like, what did I do? He goes, but I love you. I'm like, like okay. okay. When he got lost, it was the, uh, we had Parker from Queensryche up to do uh, Heart Crusher. It's yes. a big outro, and we're jamming. That it. was fun. Jamming. It was killer, and Jeff got lost at the end and was playing the wrong bass line. And despite JT and I both playing rhythm, which is only three chords, Jeff could not find us again. <laughs> was Where's like, Waldo? I was like, oh, man, I, you know. And then we finished, and he's like, keep it going. And I'm like, okay. So I started up again, and everyone else looks at me like, no, we're done. So then I'm just like, F it. And I just hit the symbols, and that was the end of the song. Oh, I didn't know that happened. Yeah, I was done. And he's like, he looks at me and goes, keep it going. I'm like, oh, okay. If we stop playing, I'm going to lose consciousness. <laughs> so much. And then we had this giant group hug at the end. Oh, man. it was great. It it's was just, great. Th- that's, what you ha- that's what happens at a Bruiser Brody. That's what happens when we practice for so a Bruiser Brody rock. show. It is so punk I, rock. I it, it, it is, it is, man. Yeah. I talked to some people, and I'm like, man, I think that might have been probably our loosest oh, show yet. It made Tony V's show look like we were 
professional, yeah, like, like the Trans Siberian so, Orchestra. So did, so did somebody get their head stepped on this time? No, no. no. All right. uh, we all did in a more tra- of a metaphysical tra- way. Travis was <laughs> flopping around on the ground, but I stayed clear. Um, but uh, I, I forget who I was telling you. It's like, dude, no, it, they said that you know it works. Yeah, it was it was loose. It was like seeing the Sex Pistols. Like it might have been loose, but it was rock and roll as hell. It was punk. It was raw. It was honest. Yep. It was funny. It was heartfelt. It was mind-blowing and then hilarious. I mean, honestly, you think back on it, and in truth, it was a great performance. It was so much fun. It, because, was, a, it was perfect for the moment. Yeah, it was, man. It, mm-hmm. it, it was all those things. Like, yeah, you know, no regrets, right? If oh. you would have got up there and played like a machine, it wouldn't have had nearly the character and vibe and energy and love and humor and intensity that makes this band all the things this band is. This you know perform- I mean, that kind of performance for other bands might have led to a band meeting. <laughs> <laughs> but for us, for us, it just started a betting pool. It led to a band group text the next day going, "Love you guys, man. Oh, Last yeah, night was man. incredible. What? I don't remember anything. Like, it was one of those nights. Yeah, I look nice. forward to it. And you just don't know what's going to happen January nineteenth right? at the Crocodile when Bruiser Brody celebrates. It's going to be cool. The official celebration of our new record. Everyone's dead, and we're playing with our friends and. Year of the Cobra, which I am so truly, truly stoked that they're going to be a part of the show. And of course, uh, I, 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 you guys know how much I love The Last International, and they are going to be there as well, celebrating Seen the release this? of their new record, which I don't know oh, if you... Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, their record comes out any day now. Ooh. I mean, this month I think it's coming out. Last time I talked to Edgy, he didn't have an exact date, but he said sometime in December. And so this is a CD release show for them in Seattle as well. And I don't know if you heard the new song, Mind Ain't Free. Mm-mm. They put it up on uh, on YouTube. The video is freaking amazing. I should find the song, man, just so you guys can kind of get an idea of what their the new stuff is sounding like, because it's so damn good. Uh, but I'm pumped about that show. And, and, and the Crocodile is always a fun place to see oh, a yeah, show. Oh, yeah, dude. I, I think that's going to be a really cool I don't know line. if I've ever seen a show at the Crocodile. Oh. I'm trying to, oh, I'm Justin, trying to wrap my come brain. Up, man. Oh, well, I'm going to this one for sure. You know, especially like, you if, if well, it's because of you guys, day, but also. I mean, the remodel's now old news. Where, where is the Crocodile? 2nd half, uh, just up from Mama's Mexican, Blanchard. dude. Yeah, I don't think I have ever been there. It's a great, especially since the remodel. I mean, I used to dig seeing shows back there in the day, and then finally Windowpane earned the right to play some shows there. Nice. And then they remodeled it and it's a whole different world. It's a really nice wow. live music venue. It is nice. a cool spot, dude. Beautiful spot. Ooh. There's a new song called Mind Ain't Free, which will be on the upcoming record Soul on Fire. They played this at Migs Fest. Not a big deal. <laughs> Rocking man, I'm oh, pretty pumped. Yeah, these guys are gonna be. That's gonna, dude. That's gonna be the show of the year. Gosh, yeah. it's in January. In January, yeah. right. <laughs> that's fine right now. Just set the tone for the year. That's Everyone right. can just go back home and go back to back to bed after that. Good Perfect. luck. Following it is gonna this. be a ripper, man. That's that's gonna be a ripper. I think. Uh, 
I think we'll sell that place out, actually. I hope so, you man. Know? I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So get your tickets now. They're available at the Crocodile's website. Yeah. I think there's enough enthusiasm behind what's going on. You know what I mean? I, I think it's going to be really cool. And I think we're going to put on a pretty kick-ass yeah, oh, show. It'll be great. It'll yeah. be fantastic. I'm looking forward to it, man. Yeah. I really am. Likewise. Was this the rehearsal for that show? Uh, I think this was the warning. <laughs> this was the warning for that show. Yeah, and it's one of those things that, like, I, I, you got to understand, especially with all the ribbing that I just gave Jeff, who's like, you know, but... I think Brody is really just five friends playing music together. Yep. Yeah. And so if it's not perfect, who cares? I mean, we just get up there and throw down and have fun. And I think that's what makes it so engaging. And I mean, within six minutes, you're going to get, oh my God, this is intense. Whoa, they really mean this. God, this is so heartfelt. I think, oh God, wow. And then, you know, four minutes later, you're laughing. Yeah. And so I think that's what makes it so engaging, man. It's 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 not totally. It's a rock and roll show. It's not this polished machine. This it's, is what it's, I love about it. It's killer. Yeah. It's it, honestly like I, I've never had more fun playing in a band, and never been happier playing in a band. And I absolutely love all four other guys in the band, and and it shows I think on stage for all of us. Yeah. Like, like you said, I mean, that's it comes across. It's funny. I mean, I, I'll share it because I mean, I don't know if it'll happen or not, but I think it's a pretty cool feather in our cap. We got a call from a pretty big band, yeah, asking actually. for us to go on tour with them because yeah. they heard about us. I don't know. If, should we share who? It's not like that's up to you, man. I mean, it's not going to jinx anything because I mean, if anyone saw my Twitter, they saw the guy tweet at us asking about us going on tour. Well, then so, go for it. Yeah, so Steel Panther. Which is an, wow. a phenomenal band. Yeah. And the members of the band caught wind of us. And long story, so I won't get... Like, hey, shout out to Matt Koch, let's just say, though. He's the guy who introduced Love you, Matt. our music to them because uh, the drummer is a fan of Travis from Second Coming Days. He's like, oh, if you like Travis, you got to hear up Brody. Yeah. Long story short, I get a, a, a tweet from him saying, I freaking love your band, but he used a different word. <laughs> and are you Budging. guys have any tour plans? And I talked to him for a while, and it was funny because I think he got a chuckle. He's like, so tell me your band story because I'm hanging out at my parents' house while I'm talking to... Sticks it in ya. Uh, <laughs> and he's like, tell me about the band. What's the, what's the goal? What's this? I'm like, honestly, we're just five friends that have been talking for years about all, in one way or another, Glenn and I have been saying we should jam together. Me and Jeff, we should jam together. Me and JT, you and you and all those guys. You Travis, and Travis and I have been talking for a decade about having to do something together. So yeah, man. finally it all started with Glenn and I finally being like, let's stop talking about it. Let's do it. And then we started bringing in guys that we've always had these conversations with. So it, became, it was really five friends who in some way, shape, or form have been wanting to jam with each other, finally jamming together, and this is the product of it. And I'm like, this isn't our main band for some this isn't there was never any intentions of anything other than having fun together and then this and he goes dude that's how it always happens it's never it's never where you plan it all out but he was like that's too cool that you guys are just five buddies wanting to make noise together i was like yeah that's really what it all boils down to and that's why i think it's it's gone as well as it's gone for us but uh, it was super flattering and our hope is that we will be playing the Seattle and Northwest states with them, and maybe even more. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll maybe see what happens, West, man. Our hope would be, in a perfect world, we get to do the West Coast tour with them, uh, which would be pretty badass. And well, those shows are—I mean, when they come through town, they sell out Showbox Soto. Yep. So Commodore we're talking ballroom in Vancouver. Yeah, we're talking thousand-seat rooms. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Let's yeah. go play some shows. You know? Yeah. And and it was It'd so flattering because he's like, we just really. I was like, I, I was like, dude, that's so cool that you even thought of us. He goes, honestly, we just want to play with a band that we're fans of and that we really dig. That's cool. And I found out about you guys, fell in love with you guys, and I turned you on to the other guys, and they all love you too. So it was just like, if it doesn't happen, not the end of the world. So I'm not like hoping and don't, ha- you know, how it is in music. Well, reached out. Zero expectations. Yeah. But if we could just play the Seattle show. Gosh, yeah, right. To me, that's a giant victory.
Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. So, yeah. Ho- yeah. Hopefully sometime in April, I think that's when they're planning on making it towards the West Coast. Uh, you'll we'll be seeing know. us on, on, on the bill. And if not, we'll be at the show yelling at them. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Just kidding. Oh, dude, we got we to gotta be down front holding up little signs that say WTF. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing things at the opening band. It should have been us. Yeah. Throwing Boozer Brody us. EPs at the opening Just band. The guilted Son girlfriend of a bitch. down in the front row. <laughs> and then you see in the news, and it cracked me up that they're, not cracked me up because I know some people this is a serious thing, but I think that they're doing it as a joke. I think something happened with their bassist where maybe it was an injury or something happened where he can't tour. Right, but they're spinning it that he's going into sex, sex rehab. rehab. But then they said he's going into sex rehab. Uh, they hope when he emerges, he'll be able to have better sex. Right. <laughs> so I read that because uh, people that's not are like, how oh, that works. People are like, oh god, I got sex edition. Uh, you know, like I had to go in a broom closet and masturbate and all this kind of thing and sex addicts. And so at first I'm like, oh. And then you read on, it's like, yeah, it's our hope that when he comes out, he'll be able to have better sex. And I'm well, like, oh, dude, okay. Obviously something real happened, but yeah, the band has spun it as such. Which is perfect. Yeah. That's what they should they're do. They're still Panther, yeah, right? of course. Yeah. That's what they're supposed to be doing. But I mean, at first I was like, oh, great. There goes our chance to go on the road with them because I first see it and it's a Steel Panther bassist enters sex rehab, has to sit out the U.S. tour. I'm like, oh, man, son of a bitch. And then you read it and, of course, sticks it in you, the drummer, who seems to be the spokesperson. He goes, we love Lexi Fox and his mother. We support his decision to enter sex rehab. We can't wait for him to get back on the road with us after he learns how to have better sex. (laughs) Yeah, it was that sentence when I was like, I don't think this is real. No. <laughs> I think him not playing with them for the tour is real. Yeah, he probably, man, you, for all you know, he you know, wrecked a motorcycle and broke his wrist, right? Right, you right. Know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it, I, I don't think it really has anything to do with sex rehab. Because I don't think that's how they make you better at sex at sex rehab. If they did, that's pretty cool. <laughs> that's pretty cool. <laughs> Look, here's what you're doing wrong. Look. <laughs> oh, man. But, dude, that was pretty cool news to hear when, when that happened. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's really exciting And, and I'm stuff, very man. pumped about January 19th. And um, I, I know Travis has a new song that he wrote. Maybe we could whip that yeah, out. Yeah, we should try and get that together. Yeah. Actually, with everything that was going on, we all got it and went, man, that's awesome. And then... Did nothing It never that. got brought yeah. up again. Well, yeah. actually, we got fixated on the Cure cover, yeah. I think. And I figured, okay, we don't need to throw another wrench in our plans of learning something. But I think for the show on the 19th, that'd be pretty awesome if well, we... Well, I think Jeff's... And I'm not trying to be funny. I think Jeff's schedule slows down a bit. Yes. Because in the middle of all of this and trying to prep for our show, he he had just learned a bunch of stuff for something he was doing with Kathy Moore, and I want to say Kim Varant. Yep. Siren and, Sister. And then Siren Sister, and then right after that, he had the karaoke thing. Yep. So, and then he did something with at Ben Arroyo. That's right. And then he also did something with Chad Smith of the Red Hot Chili Peppers and John Frusciante, not John Frusciante, but uh, John Klinginghoffer or whatever yeah. the new guitarist is of the Chili Peppers. I'm like, wow. I mean, Grant, look, these are all cool things, the guy had, but it's overwhelming. Well, yeah, he, he had seven, wow. like 700 different songs in his head. Yeah. So add some whiskey and he's on stage with us going, oh God, which one is this? I mean, yeah, <laughs> I, I don't blame him at all. And I contend you know? that we are his... We are the band for him where he gets to just kind of let loose. Well, you know no I mean? one's going to get mad at him. Right. You know, like, dude, you really blew it. It's more of a... <laughs> right. Because all of us at one point, have, except for JT, JT seems to always be together. But the other four members at some point have been so wasted that we should not have been out of our house, let alone on stage. Is it frightening that, like, JT is the role model he within is. Bruiser Brody? Man, he's the Beyonce of Bruiser Brody. I'm going to say that every time. He's got that hair fan. He does. And just the always the, the solid. But I've watched that guy <laughs> knock back the pints. You, you know, he's the responsible one of the band. JT Phillips is the responsible one in Bruiser Brody. <laughs> Although I might now be because I've lost my my free ride home. My, the person Tavis used to be the guy that would get me home. Tavis, who we've had on the podcast to talk about Bruce Lee with uh, yeah, yeah. with Andy Kimura. 
Ted Tavis used to live right by me. He was my neighbor. He and he doesn't drink. So he would always pick me up with my and pick up my drums and take me to Tony V's, take me to Louis G's, wherever. Scoop you up and drive you Scoop me home. up and have no problem. And I'm never a bad drunk. I'm just, I, I just, honestly, whenever I get wasted, at some point I just demand that he puts three days by Jane's addiction on so I could air drum to it. <laughs> and he loves it because he, he's, he's buddies with Eric Avery and loves Jane's addiction. Yeah. But that was my guy. Like I could have, there's no reason for me to stay sober. I, I don't have to drive. <laughs> now he lives in West Seattle. Oh, and I, oh. And trust, I had a talk with him at, 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 at Highway 99. How disappointed I am as a friend that he would do that to me <laughs> <laughs> to decide to live somewhere with a nice view and a better opportunity for so his life. So have you talked to Sid about her new responsibilities? Having to be my driver? Yeah. Yeah, that's not gonna happen. Yeah. It's not gonna work. I gotta find a new friend in Puyallup. I need to find someone. Starting could, application yes. process now. Yes. <laughs> you have to be uh, well-versed in Bruce Lee karate. Have Jane's Addiction three days on, on cue. Not too stalkery. Right. <laughs> could throw a one I'm a inch, huge fan. Oh, God. <laughs> could throw a one-inch punch. And be able to find a Whopper after 10 p.m. That's right. And, Fresh. And bring me one of those, those um, wannabe ding-dongs from uh, Mod Pizza. <laughs> oh, yeah. Those the no-name cakes. The no-name cakes. He would always <laughs> no have one of those cakes. for me. <laughs> and ginseng energy shots. Oh, wow. Apply within. Wow, There's man. He's like a rolling EMT for Megs. <laughs> Look, dude. he set the bar high. Yeah, he did. <laughs> I can't go backwards. Dude, we're like a big time band. Steel Panther likes us. Oh, man. That's so rad. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to everyone who came out to Highway 99. And, yeah. And shout out to all you boys. Uh, obviously, I have nothing all but the love. guys. Please the let them crew. know, man. They, yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's like when you're around a brotherhood, a group of guys, or motorcycle club, some people have certain stigmas, whatever it may be. And you think, well, they're just going to be standoffish or whatever, or no, whoever it is. No, no, no. And we've had that even with our hockey team. People think, but once you get to talk to people, everyone's, everyone in your crew could not be more welcoming, fun, and just good people. So, I mean, it's obvious well, why you're you associated know, with those it's, guys. It's an interesting thing, too. I mean, Joel's reach was so far. Almost every single one of these guys I had known before the club. Yep. Then the club happens, and you kind of look around and go, oh, dude, really? I yep. didn't. I didn't know you were. I didn't know, and it shows you how far of a reach that guy had. It's pretty cool, and how many people he touched. Dude, you know? Timey uh, from Faster Pussycats, a member of the West Seattle Wrecking <laughs> yeah, Crew. I just saw that. Yeah, yeah, Parker. Uh, Parker took care of that. Well, that's you know, sick. like our bro Richie. <laughs> I love Faster you know, Pussycat. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Got oh, your number off the bat. Parker, uh, I shouldn't shout. There, those stories are for Parker to tell, but he told some great just bar hopping. And totally like, dude, let's find the seediest joint we can find kind of stories about that cat. Oh, no. oh. <laughs> That's where that friendship was born. Dude, Faster Pussy gets in my top five hair metal bands yeah. of all time. I love well, it's that fun. band. You know, you see, the, you see the six degrees no, of, of what not a separation, but if you look at Phil, who put on the whole event, he was the, the promoter for it. If you look at his cut, you'll see he has a Faster Pussycat yes. patch, which seems a bit random, only if you don't know the backstory. You That's know what I mean? Point. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But... Amazing group of guys, and and yeah, man, it's not, it's really a family. Actually, it's, uh, here, I'll read you guys something. Okay. This was super cool. This went up, I think, on Charlie's page. We have a a group chat that goes on kind of at all times within the club, and it's everything from a lot of ribbing each other to, hey, man, here's where we can get a rotor. Our morning for... show kind of has something like that, too. Not, not the rotary part, though. Oh, no, 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 <laughs> like a, a, a brake rotor. We're trying to... Make sure our boy Vinny doesn't slide up the road. Uh, but any, anyway, but we help each other work on our bikes and stuff. And anyway, so um, 
This was a comment on uh, Charlie's page. It says, I was at the show Thursday night, and I looked over at Rhiannon Eggert sitting in the front row watching the show. At one point, she had a huge smile and such a glow, celebrating her beloved dad's life with a packed crowd and all mm-hmm. the music. A couple of times, her young face was filled with the magnitude of her loss. When I looked around at the men behind her, I was overcome with relief for this young woman that besides celebrating her dad, the night was a commitment that she will never be alone or want for anything. All of those big guys in the West Seattle Wrecking Crew will be there for her for the rest of her days. It was a demonstration of love I have not witnessed in my 60 plus years on this earth. Wow. Yeah. So Charlie sent that out to the group thread like, hey guys, you need to see this because stuff, you know, flies around on social media. Yeah. But that's kind of what's up. It's, It's a big... Family affair. Yeah, yeah. Zach, um, Joel's son, rode... So Joel had this, this this badass chopper that he built that's nicknamed Molly. And uh, Zach rode his dad's bike down that mm-hmm. night. Um, I think he was colder than ice, but, you know, yeah. I got some pictures of, cold of Zach. Cold <laughs> Zach was cold as ice. <laughs> you know, when he left, he came down earlier with Phil and then left again, and he left his Oh, wait, I got to hit your microphone. Yeah, Is stop it? touching the mic. Wait, oh, no, now we... Now we there, there we go. There we go. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I thought it had been fixed because I've been manipulating it all through the show. You, but, uh, you have been coddling it. Stop. But yeah, Zach, Zach rode Molly. Uh, Zach, you know, Molly is with Zach now. and That's cool. That's Zach's bike. So that was pretty cool. And, of course, you know, um, Jet, um, the, 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 the recipient yeah, of Jet uh, Rose Joel's, that got hey, Joel's heart, heart. Um, they flew her in. But then, literally, they got a huge motorcycle motorcade. That escorted her down to the venue. Wow. And so you had like, you know, I think it was 20, 25 bikes that rolled down there. There's a cool piece that King 5 did that you could find online. Yeah, uh, yeah. About the King whole 5 night, News. Which is very cool. And that was cool. You know, you look around at it, we're like, wow, what, what's going on? But, you know, here's the news team is at this event, um, which was really cool. Yeah, that, that clip's out there. They interviewed Rhiannon a bit. And it was a, it was a really cool, really special night and a lot of fun and a lot of really amazing people and just came together and you know it's a Thursday night and that place was wall to wall packed. packed. Can't give a shout out also to uh, obviously Jondis from Ten, Ten Miles Wide oh, performed. God, yeah. He was and, he was and fantastic. Uh, White only in the wreckage. Great performance from those guys, of course, as always. Uh, Siren Sisters, so cool to see those guys on stage again. And you mentioned Intasar, and I have to give her a shout out. Dude, I, I filmed it. I had to. I was like, I usually like to keep my phone in my pocket while I'm watching my band, my friends and my bands and all that wa- perform, maybe get a picture or two or a quick clip. But I was like, I once she started, I had goosebumps. She did a She's version killer. of yeah. Nirvana's Dumb. That I had pulled her aside, and I think I might have like even kind of like taken her aback by how detailed of my review was. I was like, you could have went this direction. You kind of did. You could have went that direction. You kind of did. And you could have went this direction. You kind of did. And you morphed them all together into this incredible perfect performance of of Nirvana's Dumb. I mean, you really hit on some emotions that I wasn't expecting, and I, I obviously a cell phone is not going to do it justice, but here's just a taste of what it sounded like. Her voice is incredible. Oh, I know, dude. She's so talented. Let me 
I was only going to play a clip of it, and I was just like, oh, oh since you pressed I play, was stuck. I, I kind of want to keep listening. Yeah, I'm just sitting day. here just yeah. listening to it, just like, wow. I was like, do you, I didn't even tell her. I'm like, you need to somehow record that. You, you need to put a version of that out there so more people can hear. I think a Nirvana fan would be really touched to hear that Oh, version. it's amazing. Yeah. Well done, man. Yeah. She's really talented. It's killer. Let's do a little voicemails, emails, text messages. Woohoo! Woo! Ah! <laughs> Cahans! 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 Wait, talking to you is like clapping with your hands. Your hands. Your hands. Your hands. Yes! Never the gonna cowbell. die. The one cowbell hit is the best part of that <laughs> damn thing. Uh, email us, themeeksketch at gmail.com. Voicemail or text 253-271-4787. Somebody want to know what the best part of Cookie Puss is. It looks like it has a bunch of different flavors. Uh, I did have cookie puss while we were in New York. Waffle ice cream cone nose? Uh, the ice cream cone nose is really good. It has pistachio ice cream. Oh. So that, my mom had that because she loves pistachio. So I was she, a, she ate the nose. She you know, ate the beak. She bought it. I, th- I think she deserved it. I like the eyes because they're the ice cream uh, cookie wafers. Like oh, the, 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 nice. Yeah, so yeah. I, I like yeah, that part. But yeah. honestly, every part of Cookie Puss is the, delicious. The picture that you sent to the, the show's group chat where it's just half the face is horrifying yes like, it's just like it's like you know what cookie puss looks like and he's I, i'm you know here he is maimed yeah no mm-hmm. disparaging remarks to him but he's a little uh, on the ugly side a little creepy yeah a little creepy. everybody's beautiful in cookie carvel's <laughs> eyes and then you just see half of that face and i'm like ah <laughs> nightmare fuel it, it kind of was oh uh, we got a message from Alyssa green the porn girl that uses music from bruiser brody and window pane for her porns hi Alyssa. i love her she says hey yes. boys this is yeah. This is the porn girl. Thank you for your advice on the video editor. I figured I'd clarify what I meant by layering. By layering video, I mean putting one video physically covering part of another. Oh. I'm not sure the youngest age of your listeners, but I'll just say I'm trying to headline it. Watch my face as I blankety blank. So the vid is of my face taking up one third of the screen or whatever. <laughs> I just love that we're having these conversations. I just want to say thank you guys. You really do brighten up all of our days. And uh, thank you guys for taking the time to do this every week from Alyssa Green. Oh. Uh, yeah, you know, I use that video leap one, and you can do that if you wanted to. Um, as Steve talks about his uh, porn editing experience. Yes. For my <laughs> for my watch, my face as I blankety blank films, I use video leap. But I think there's plenty of programs out there. There's for a lot of, of them yeah. out there, yeah. I went for the mega cast. I'll save that for if we get to do it. We have a staff lunch tomorrow, so I, don't I know. know yeah, we had to. we had a new car geek nation podcast because they're oh, like God, so much stuff going between on. like that and then the 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 end of the year stuff that may or may not happen. Uh, the 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 Christmas stuff. It's just kind of like eh, I don't want a podcast anymore. I'm yeah. in real short timer syndrome. Oh, real quick, uh, shout out to our buddy Chris, who does all the design work for the Bruiser Brody oh, yeah. uh, album art and all God, that. Chris yes, Dahl. dude, love Chris you, Dahl, love you, bro. He's so great, and he's so supportive of Bruiser Brody. I just sent him, I was like, hey, I'm thinking about doing a new bass drum head, and I just want to have the dead tree from oh, our album cover. I just cover. got a glimpse of it. That's so that's, so I think that's going to be my bass drum head. I'm going to hit it up uh, Steve Whoa. Tankman from, from Select Ahead, and I'm going to commission him to do that for me. Cool. So I think that would be pretty cool. <laughs> it's rad, just, just the dead tree, and that's from a picture that James Kennedy took. Yeah. James that's Wow, yeah. yeah. That's the album cover. Yeah, yeah, that's part of the album cover. So I'm thinking that would be a pretty cool bass drum head. <laughs> that's way happening, trying to think man. of where the hole would go. <laughs> Excuse me? To the left. Yeah, right, I'd put right the there. port in the bottom right. left-hand corner. Yeah, right there, yeah. Yeah, just put it right there. You got to port it. to the left. You got to spit on it and Dude, push. that looks sick. Excuse me? Yeah, that's cool. That's yeah, really cool. Change it up. You know, you don't need the giant Bruiser Brody billboard. 
Uh, Not all short. the time. Oh, that's good. Point. Go <laughs> we want, subtle. We want people to remember what they just watched. <laughs> I don't see. I, it seems like none of them will ever forget. <laughs> <laughs> Let's check out a voicemail. <laughs> no, man, these shows are good. Oh, what's that? Sorry. All right, here we go. Hey, man, I just hate when somebody's on the traffic light and just texting away and just the light turns red, then it turns green, then it turns red again. They're still texting over there. You honk the horn and then they flick the finger at you like it was your fault. Something wrong with the picture. I can't deal with these people. They're the ones that are messed up, not me. <laughs> I, if, if I feel you, if you, bro. If you're missing an entire light cycle because you're sitting you there texting, yeah, you suck. Like, if it's a couple of seconds... I'm willing to be like, all right, I'm fine as long as I don't miss that light. But if, man, I a thousand percent agree. And it's an interesting thing. There have been times where I've been in a position where I need to communicate and Mm -hmm. this is my moment. Like, God, I've got to get back to so-and-so because this is happening or whatever. And this is my moment. Yep. The light. And so, and then what happens is, and I think this is why the finger goes up. Is you're you're blah 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 and you're trying to get done as fast as you can. And you're a bit stressed out. And you're trying to get oh, God. I have to autocorrect that. I didn't mean to say that. And you change it to and then beep and it jerks you out of that. And you're already stressed. And I think that's why the finger goes up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> while I agree with everything he just said, try. There's two ways to use your horn. Mm-hmm. One is beep, which is basically the f you. Like my dad did when he broke into that other man's car. Right. Yes. Minutes. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> then least. there's then there's the uh, hey bruh. Which is the beep, beep, beep. Yep. Yep, just beep, beep, beep. Just a couple of thumbs like, hey, dude, the light changed. I got your back. That I find, because I drive way too much, and I find that the just a couple, three, like three little hits, Mm -hmm. just real quick, is a, Mm -hmm. hey, man, I'm not trying to be an a-hole, but, and so. Keep going. Everything he said is totally on point, but I think if he just said the bup, bup, like, hey, dude, the light's turning. They would look up and wave and say thank you, yeah. but when they get startled, because you're trying to get the text message done, and then the horn goes off, and it startles you, and when you're startled- Up comes your the reaction. Finger. Dude, one of th- if you startle me, one of two things happened. I either give you the finger or I cock my fist. Every time. Yeah. Every time. That, that, that Sometimes story, both. The story I told about my dad, you know, when my dad grabbed me and spun me around, it startled me and I cocked my fist. Oh. <laughs> oh. Big Raj ain't having it. I told that story, right? I told you guys that story, I, didn't I? I don't know if you have. I thought, you I, thought I told it on the cast. Yeah. Did I not? I'm trying to remember. I, I don't know if I remember yeah, that. Yeah, I cocked my fist at my dad once. How'd that work? Yeah, okay. There you go. <laughs> oh, we know all of it right oh, there then, yeah. All right, well, I don't want to derail the show, but- This uh, is our show, I man. Think I, I, think I, had, uh, I think I told the story. Maybe I hadn't. Um, I was seeing this girl uh, named Tara, really cool chick, and she called all the time. In the middle of the night. And dad at the time worked hey, for Chessie. Ch- Ch- yeah, right? And so, we, you know, it's Glenn. high school. You talk yeah, on the phone for an hour. Nice. Maybe do some other stuff over the phone. Is it still working? Uh-oh. Oh, uh, you Uh-oh. just zapped it again. Dude, I thought they fixed it. Oh, yeah, right. You got me? Oh, yeah. No, you, you, you're in a snowstorm right now. There you go. God, I can't touch it. No. Let me hey, just... he touches it again. He goes back and immediately touches it I again. Know, I had to get it just right. Oh, yeah. my God. I had to get it just right. I respect that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I love um, that big question. I thought they fixed this already. Welcome to working here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, for several shows, I could, I could manipulate the mic the way you. We're about three does. weeks in on having a different, no, four weeks in about, uh, on having a different phone number because they haven't fixed that yet. Awesome. Okay. All right. Cool. I feel like it's not working still. Yeah. Yeah. It's still getting a little bit of a. Let me get a smack. Hold on. I'll try not to move smack it. Smack its bottom. There you go. You got me? Yeah, no, don't touch it. I can't touch it. Don't. Do you want me to pretend? No? Pretend Can you're MC Hammer. <laughs> you can't touch don't this. Don't touch this. All right, so <laughs> dad at the time, dad worked at Chessie, which you got to imagine, he worked out uh, like in the real, he was an electrician 
and he'd have to do a lot of work outside in Western Maryland winters. I mean, Ooh. dude, brutal, brutal, brutal stuff. And he'd get up around 5.30 in the morning every day to go to work. So it was one of those, you know, hey, you know, listen, there's a girl calling here late at night all the time. Yeah, yeah. dad. Please call her. Tell her not to call here. Right. We don't need to wake up to this yeah, rain. Just, dude, dude, tell her not to call here late. I'm like, Pop, I will. And I did. I was like, hey, you know, don't don't call the house late. It's waking up my dad. It's pissing him off. So don't call the house late. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. So one night I couldn't sleep. I like that to this day. I still don't sleep well at night. I just can't sleep. So I got up. Dad couldn't sleep either. He's downstairs and all right, man. So I flopped down on the couch. Hey, Pop. He's like, hey, Bob, you know, and we're sitting there and we're watching History Channel or something, some documentary on the Misher Schmidt or something. And we're just geeking out on this. And dad's in his recliner and I'm on the couch and we're chatting and we're talking about all this stuff. And it's, you know, midnight and we're watching this documentary together and the phone rang. And the instant the phone rang, my dad started just ripping my ass. Even though he's up. He was up. Right, with you. But ripping my- But it's still the principal. I have told you not to tell her, Jada. And I pick up the phone, and it was her, and I was like, hey, listen. And you can hear my dad, Jesus Christ, I got to get up in the morning. I told you not to be calling here today. And I'm like, I'm in deep- Oh, Oh. sorry, Rev. No, you son of an ass. Son of an ass. I'm in deep ass. That's I'm, not I, nice to I say about Raj. I can't touch my mic and it's making me crazy. Um, now I'm in trouble. We got to give you the other mic. Just know, so you just play with that mic. Man. Yeah. Well, I just want to. So now, now I'm in trouble. Uh-huh. You know, I, I got to go. I, you know, I'll talk to you tomorrow. I'll uh, hang up the phone. And I'm like, Dad, I'm sorry. And he's ripping me. Just, yeah. oh, I told you not to call. God, God damn it. I got. And I'm like, Dad, I've told her. I've told her. And I guarantee you it'll never happen again. Now she just heard this. And he's still yelling at me. Mm-hmm. It, not, not, not that it matters, I guess, in a way, but none of this was my fault, man. And I'm telling him, I'm like, Pop, please, dude, I, I told her. I don't know why. She, I'm sorry she did it. She won't do it again. I, I guarantee. Still yelling. And finally, I turned and walked out of the room. And as I was walking away, I went, well, F you then. Oh. Bum, bum, bum. My dad's beat up old arthritic body suddenly became young and flexible. It's like he just did yoga. <laughs> and he moved through the room at a speed that I can't, I don't know how, it's like part of his, his soul was still seated by the mm-hmm. time his body caught up to me. <laughs> and he caught me, we had a split foyer, so I was at the base of the stairs that you would go up to the landing and then up to the upstairs levels where all the bedrooms were. And he got a hold of me and grabbed me and spun me around and when he did, it startled me. And if you startle me, like mm-hmm. if you boo and you startle me, my arm comes back like a hammer. Right. I am just ready to start swinging. It's yeah. just an instinct. And I'm like that way if someone like does the two points into you your ribs. You know, oh, you can't, you can't oh, help oh, it. Like I punched this classmate once because of that. I got in trouble. I'm like, I told you not to he do that. He ribbed me, yeah. Right. It's, oh. it's, it's like when someone taps your knee and your foot goes. Yeah. It's, it's not, you're not trying to be a tough guy. It's, it's, no. It's what your body does. You startled me. You, jar, you, you jarred me. Uh, he moved so quickly, uh, the, you know, the power of rage gave my father flight. <laughs> the power of rage compels you. The power of rage compels you. When he grabbed me, he spun me around. And when he spun me around... My arm came all the way back, and my fist was cocked. Oh, and boy. my dad saw that. He's like, oh, yeah, that's oh. Literally, I swear, like, his voice became louder and fuller and deeper than the voice of God. <laughs> and he said, 
You'd raise your hand against me, boy! And at that point, boy. I became... You know when you're checking to see if your noodles are al dente and you pick them up out of the pot and they just kind of wiggle and they're yeah. gelatinous and there's no bone at all. Yeah. It's this giant floppy noodle. Floppy noodle. At that point, I was a six foot four floppy, floppy noodle. noodle. <laughs> my body went completely limp nope. and I could hear my inner dialogue going, and this is how we die. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and he said more things, but I couldn't hear him. I mean, he Gosh. was saying things, but I couldn't hear him. <laughs> and he cut loose of me and turned around and walked away. And I went up the stairs and, you know, up the, the landing, up the landing, then Change down, down the hallway into my bedroom. I shut the bedroom door and I sat on the edge of my bed and was sitting there like, you know, like kind of in shock. Whoa. Jesus, that just happened. Oh, my God. I can't believe that just happened. Mm -hmm. And then I heard this. Boom. Fum, 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 Blam. My bedroom door kicked it open. Kicked it open. It was like, you ever raise your hand to me again, boy? I'd kill you. Again, I could know. I didn't know. Mostly it involved my death, yeah, <laughs> and how quickly it would come. You know, like yeah, yeah, I, I would be dead. You know, my mother wouldn't even have a chance to shed a tear. I'll put my head on a pike so everyone could see the nature of my crime. Oh my gosh, like he and then walked away. And still, I'm just sitting there. I didn't speak. I didn't say, but dad. No, there was it went yeah. way past that. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> fast forward to the next day. I was sitting, um, we had kind of a kitchen table. That's where I usually sat to do my homework and uh -huh. stuff like that. It's well lit in there, if it yeah. makes sense. So. And that was directly, if you walked in my front door and looked up sort of through the foyer, you're looking kind of into the kitchen. So dad walked in and I'm sitting at the kitchen table and I just kind of looked at him and smiled. Uh -huh. And he looked at me and smiled. He came up the stairs, you know, and into the kitchen. He's like, you know, hey, Bob, how you doing? And I'm like, I'm doing good, Bob. I'm alive. <laughs> and he's like- Still uh, alive. Boy, last night was tense. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I said, hey, listen, Dad, uh, I would never, ever talk to you like that. You know I'm not even wired that way. I just, in the moment, was very frustrated because none of that was my fault. Right. And I was trying to tell you, and he's like, yeah, you know, you're right. I was really mad. I wasn't listening to you. I was very angry. I understand it wasn't your fault. Uh, that she called and I'm, you know, and he kind of laughed. He's like, I bet she won't do it again. And I'm like, that's what I was trying to tell you last night, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and now we're laughing about it. And he's like, you cocked your fist at me. I said, dad, you startled me. I, it wasn't you at all. When you spun me around, it's a knee jerk. It's just an instinct. My fist came around. I cocked my fist because you startled me. I'm like, man, I would never. He said, you know, that really made me mad. I'm like, yes. No, no, no. Oh, I was yeah. aware of that. Yeah. <laughs> we sat, we sat and laughed about it. I was aware it. of that. <laughs> you know, we, and we, we really, at that point, we were laughing. I'm like, I didn't know you could move that fast. He's like, I felt very young. You know, like, <laughs> we, we were having a good, like the way my dad and I talk, we were having a good, a good hard laugh about all of it. And then, you know, you know, he's, he's just like me. He's like, so we good? And I'm like, yeah, dad, we're totally good. Yeah. I, I do apologize. Of course, I talked to Tara today and her eyes were huge. And I'm like, don't call the house that late. My old man's really cool, but you really pissed him off. And here's the crazy part. When yeah. she called, we have a recording of the call that she made <laughs> to Glenn. And this is, what, this is the only reason why she called so late in the night. She wanted to tell him this. My mother watched <laughs> me get my nuts fondled by another man. I mean, it's a good reason to call you. <laughs> it is the best if your dad reason. knew that. Yeah, sorry. I thought her generals felt weird. I guess that explains <laughs> a lot about. 
Anyway, so that's that story. That's I, a I, I thought story. I we never heard that story. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Funny, yeah. I, I like, remembered that. Wouldn't it be great if we're both like, yeah, we heard that story already. Why'd you tell us it again? <laughs> <laughs> that's an incredible we're story. We're just testing yeah. to see if any of the. De- yeah, that was the only time. You know what's the funny part is, watch someone text us and say, dude, he's totally told that he's story. He's told that story. <laughs> yeah. Show so many brain cells. Well, that you can check me because none, none of the point. details will change. You know what I mean? But a great story is like a great song. I could hear it more than once. I was a teenager and I was in my early 20s once, and I would say, you know, any father and son, we had our troubles, but for the most part, my dad and I really kind of had each other's backs always. You know, a lot of that yeah. had to do with he lost his dad when he was very young, and so that's part of why he made sure our relationship was always really cool. And But that was the one time, you know, and it, dude, it was just instinctive. I'm walking out of the room, he's still giving me hell, and I just went, well, F you then. Mm-hmm. You know, because you, you're And set- you think maybe they don't, they don't hear it. No, he heard it. No, yeah, well, you know, yeah, obviously. <laughs> it came out of my mouth because I was 17. Yeah. At 27, good point, good point. I would have said... You're angry. I will talk to you about when you're not. I'll Ten talk years to you when makes you're not. A lot Pop. of difference, you know. But at 17, it's like <laughs> f you, then. right? Oh, dude, <laughs> oh, dude. Uh, anyway, there you go, guys. I, I hope I hope it was oh, worth fantastic. it. Fantastic. Yes, absolutely. We <laughs> got one more. Let's do one more email before we roll on. I will do the rest of them uh, next time. I think we're going to be off for the next couple of weeks because uh, vacation starts. Yeah. So uh, enjoy this one while you can. Yeah. Oh, hey, hey, speaking of voicemails, yeah. I sent uh, this is for all our listeners. I sent uh, Steve and Justin. Uh, a yes. very, a very private voicemail. We'll get into this in the new year. I've loaded it, but I couldn't get it to play, so I have to play it no, off the phone. No, no, no. But we'll, we'll do it next we'll time. We'll do it another time. It, a tease. It was all brought up by uh, <laughs> a couple shows ago. Someone had said how great they thought it was that we're so open and we share everything. And, and I really reflected on that, and I thought, you know, there's a lot of stuff that I don't share. Oh no! Mainly because I want people to think I'm cool, and. I'm not. You're on the wrong podcast. I'm not cool. (laughs) I'm not cool. This is the uncool podcast. There is something really awful that happened to me, and there's actual audio involved that backs all this up. It's amazing. And I shared it with Stephen Rev, and I was like, you know, that listener really got me thinking. Maybe it's time to pull the curtain back and share. It's incredible. And so I'm going to share this mortifying story at some point in a future podcast. That's a hell of a tease. Yep. Sometime in January. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, One more email. Uh, This is from Shane. Uh, Very cool. He says, hope all is well, and I hope you all enjoyed the holiday vacation as we're about to go on another one yeah uh, the nhl is officially coming sorry for the lengthy email and i'll try to be brief without you guys the day-to-day life wouldn't be as enjoyable i've never really paid much to uh paying attention to staying positive but when you are you know uh which says but when you are you just never know a while back i wrote in when glenn was having that dental grim reaper visit <laughs> oh, oh <dude>. yeah <laughs> i was able to fix and correct all of my dental issues even though it costs a pretty good amount of money good man uh which i'm gonna have to pay a loan back for at some point but my day-to-day happiness and health have improved 100 percent. that's freaking it'll awesome. do that it'll do good. that yeah I'm, I'm glad I could make you uh, think about it, bro. Because, yeah. I was able to pick up the new Bruiser Brody album. Can't seem to stop listening to it. Definitely in the daily rotation of songs for the daily playlist. It's just an album and songs that you never, ever heard anything like before. You can tell the difference between the EP and the album and your guys' effort to make the best thing possible. It truly shows. I enjoy the local music Aww. scene, quite honestly, more than regularly played songs on the radio nowadays. That's pretty damn cool. That's awesome, man. And Glenn, I just happened to finally see the Windowpane documentary. It's such a great piece of film and really cool to see the entire backstory of the band. Can't wait to see you guys play in January at the Crocodile with Bruiser Brody from Shane. Uh, much love, man. Hell Thanks, yeah. What's the name of that uh, doc again? Uh, no such thing as the record label fairy. There you go. And that's a joke because we always talk talked about how bands would make these killer records and then what? 
Mm-hmm. What do you do? You put it on your pillow and wait for the record label fairy to show up? And that yep. was a, a running joke. <laughs> and that's why the film is called that. There's no such thing as the record label fairy. It's a great We made an amazing album. Yeah, no one's coming to discover you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and that's on YouTube if anyone wants to find it. Yeah, yeah. yeah Tony, very... that was uh, almost a year of uh, Tony Abreu's life. He did a beautiful Damn. job on the film. It started out as a, we need to do an introductory video for our Kickstarter. And Tony turned it into a full-on, he wanted to make a movie. And so he did. And he did a beautiful job. Really well done. Um, so yeah, and it's sort of uh, you know it tells our story as as much as you can cram our story into a couple hours, but it's a, a good watch, I think. No, yeah. I, it's a fun. A lot yeah. of great local bands are a part of it. I believe Jolene's in there as well. Yeah. If memory serves me yeah. correct. Um, and uh, one more voicemail before we get out of here because I noticed who it's from. Hey everybody! It's the oh big dear! Fan. It's your old buddy Uncle Ricky again, calling in with Uncle Ricky's joke of the week. All right, why don't orphans play baseball? Because they don't know where home is. Oh, <laughs> oh, okay. oh, have a good one. Oh, 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 That's like the cleanest joke he's ever told. I know, but the so most messed up. It's rough. So well, on that note, everybody have a oh, great holiday. Yeah, even you, Tiny Tim. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, Damn. my gosh. Oh. It's like Bruce Wayne in a family reunion. Oh. <laughs> so I think the only thing we got to promote coming up is uh, the big show on January 19th. January 19th. Crocodile. Bruiser Brody, The Last International and Year of the Cobra. It's going to be a great night of music. It's also Taryn Daly's birthday party, and oh, she's going to be yeah. there. Oh, so, God, yeah. that's right. Yes. Yeah, So we're man. celebrating Taryn Daly's birthday. It's Taryn Fest. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> Daly Fest. We were going to call it Tea Fest, but we were worried that it might really augment the attendance. <laughs> a lot of dudes showed up. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, that was, that was a Bruce Jenner joke that really didn't play well. <laughs> Back, I think my boobs. You're talking about a swing and a miss, dude. Uh, <laughs> you can hear the bat whiffing through the air <laughs> with that joke. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I'm new. <laughs> my mother watched me get my nuts fondled by another man. Stay positive. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>